Okay, so okay, I'm gonna go back, go ahead and back to this a mirror for artists. Okay, it says, let us recall the song of the sirens, which Sir Thomas Brown ventured to say was not beyond conjecture. I dared to make the conjecture. I dare to make the conjecture, though well knowing how we uh, moderns have scattered, has have shattered all the myths in our wish to flood our brows, flood our brows with the light of reason, and how lightly we hold the wisdom and untruth or double truths in which the ancients shadowed their greatest mysteries. Whatever the word words and and mel melody, the song of the sirens must have had the meanings had this meaning. You shall enjoy beauty without the toil of winning it. If you will forsake your ship and dwell with us. It is an alluring promise. A few of uh, a few of those who yield thought of the condition on which it was made. They were attracted by the first cause and forgot about the second, which implies yet reveals revealed that not that the alien shore where the bones of victims litter the rocks. For the sirens were cannibals. They embraced their embrace with death. Internal uh, industrialism makes the promise of the sirens, though of course with no real melancholy Rather, a mild innocence, which we could forget, forgive it if it were not so stupid. <laughs> Industrialism wants to make a short cut to art, seeing the world altogether in terms of commodities in simple uh, pro propus pro pros to add one more commodity to the list as a concession to humanity's perfectly perfectly unaccountable craving or as just one more market. Why not? Oh, crazy. Okay. Sorry about the robot. I just... Oof. Okay. Well, that was the end of the question. Um, okay. It will buy art if any fool wants art. It will buy art if any fool wants art. Okay, I've repeated it. And industrialism is quite unconsciously that the bargain... 
which in the Middle Ages would have described as the devil's bargain, ending in the delivery of the soul to torment, involves the destruction of the thing bargaining for. The takers of the bargain, if if they are any, are likely to be equally unconscious of what is happening to them, except as they are are vaguely aware of being somehow betrayed. Hence uh, result a situation that might be put in a dialogue. Incomplete in oh okay incompetent rent uh, wretch said the industrialist is this sorry product what i bargained for have i not endowed you with leisure and comfort in which to produce your masterpieces do i not reward you with a great wealth and pro- Provide you with all the proper, prop the all the proper facilities in all manner of instructions. Yet you perform no great works, but oddly prefer to indulge in mundane, mundane ravings that no sensible person can understand. Or in obscene scoldings that no right-minded civil citizen can approve. Oh, that's a big bunch of words for just to chew somebody out. And that's the industrial saying this. Okay. And then the conversation goes on. It says, you do not understand the nature of genius. The artist answers, hotly, hotly. Yeah, hotly. That's H-A-U-G-H-T-I-L-I, hotly. I am what I am, and I do not expect to be appreciated. I do not expect to be be appreciated in my lifetime anyway and certainly not by vulgar persons unlearned in modern theories of art art makes its own rules which are not the rules of commerce if you want to play this game you can play it by my rules <laughs> Yeah, that's what some of us wants to say, but this is 1930, and and it was crazy back then. Okay, I'll get back to the conversation. The industrialists recognize society, reorganizing society according to theological of material process, avows his good intention. His naturally expects the art to flourish as a matter of course, perhaps even more joyously 
and quickly than in the past. Okay, this paper is kind of thick, and I was thinking about uh, altering it, but I'm not going to. All right, back to the story. Um, for he thinks his dispensation sets men free to use the blessings of art. However minor and intentional these may be in his comment scheme. The artist who is a spirit disassociated dis, dis from the industrialist scheme of society but forced to live like to live under it magnifies his disassociation into a special privilege uh, and becomes a noble exile yeah true okay do the arts require leisure for their creation and Okay, rewind. Do the arts require leisure for their creation and enjoyment? The industrialist claims that he increases the sum total of human leisure through machines that save labor. labor. Moreover, there, that this leisure is more widely distribu distributed than ever before in history, and that the proportion of the leisure to labor and the extent of its distribution are bound to increase as industrialism waxes mightier and even more efficient. Okay, big words. Um, industrialist. So, this basically, this book is a, a basically bashing industrial revolution. Well, yeah, nineteen thirty, yeah, pretty much the industrial revolution, and this is talking about the southern industrial revolution. Okay, uh, get back to the article. With leisure uh, goes physical security, greater length of life. Freedom from disease and poverty. Increase of material comforts. If under this benefit, uh, benefital dispensation, men do not respond. No, men do not spontaneously devote themselves to art. Then the further prescription is that industrial philanthropy will be equal to the emergency for its accumulations of surplus capital can be used for promoting the finer things in life. Whew, big words. Okay. Throughout his command over the nature of modern nature, the modern man can move his art above, move his art about at will. Literally, literary masterpiece 
masterpieces chosen by the best critics that can be hired can be distributed once a month to thousands of that to hundreds of thousands of disciples of the culture of culture symphony concerts heavily endowed and directed by world famous experts can be broadcast to millions such as the red cross mobilizes against disease the guardians of public taste can mobilize against bad art or the lack of art one visually visualized caravans of art manned by re- regiments of leisure rushed ha- rushed hastily to future apathetic centers of bizardom where when some new minkin men min mention discovers a Sahara of the Borath Mozart. I have no idea what this that means. Or vice versa, modern man can move himself to place where art is to the Louvre, to the cathedrals, to the uh Patagotas, to meaning Meanings of the Portrait Society of America. Okay. Throughout power. Yeah. Through throughout through power of accumulating wealth in the public or private hands, he can bring precious canvases and sculptures together for multitudes to stare at. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and sorry, it sounded ooh, kind of robot-y. But, you know, it's got these big words in here. Uh, college-level words. Oh, I'm saying college-level words. And they got to think. I haven't been in college in 30-something years. Again. <laughs> I know. said it again. But, um, and then I hadn't messed with art history in a really, really long time. Oh, so this is getting fun. Okay, you are listening to the Loretta Nash uh, show or Lord's blog. And I'll see you in, whoa, in a bit. <laughs>